0: Welcome to Second Win, the podcast where we uncover the stories, methods, and modalities of women and men who have found their purpose while walking this earth. Sometimes they found their second win by accident, sometimes by hardship, and sometimes by intent. There is always something to learn from others and really isn't finding our own purpose what we are all looking for. I know I am, and that's why I'm hosting this very podcast. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. Welcome, Second Wind, back for another fabulous episode of Conversation, and today with me I have Amy Anderson, and there is this little quote I keep on my kitchen windowsill that Amy gave me many years ago, and it says, Be who you are, say what you feel. Those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind, by Dr. Seuss. And Amy had given me that as a gift. I don't know, if it was a birthday gift or something. But we met, yeah,
1: some 16 years ago at a tennis for adult, a beginner tennis
0: lessons for adults. And we hit it off like we had known each other for years. And I'm sure everybody listening has had that in, in their lives where they've met someone and, wow, you like that? So do I like that. Yo, you do that? I love to do that, that kind of thing. And that's what we... Found each other. We did a bunch of stuff together. And Amy was
1: that friend that reminds you there's more to consider than the everyday
0: life, mom, wife duties, just what you see on the surface, that there's more to life. And I would say that Amy pushed me on my path to questioning life and looking for answers and being curious about purpose,
1: about why we're here, you know, figuring stuff out. And then Amy took that to a whole nother level, and I've always looked
0: from afar and said, oh my gosh, what guts? Are you kidding me? And you know, we'd get on the phone and have a conversation like, you're where? You're doing what? Are you kidding me? So
1: I thought, who better to have on this podcast than someone who is living the second wind journey every single day. So welcome, Amy, to the podcast. Thank you, Wendy. You know what pops into my head is like riding on the back of the motorcycle with Frank. I don't know if you remember that, but we I think we were at your house and I just that level of freedom. You know, I kid you not. I think it got things started for me of like, this is not the Oh my God, the motorcycle ride. Yeah. Well, it was like the motorcycle ride. And what it created, the feeling of like being outside in the air, like, you know, you can see things so clearly on a motorcycle. I mean, I don't want to get into that, but you you can. It's like you can feel the air and you can see everything is right there. There's nothing blocked. There's no windshield. There's like, that is a great metaphor for just like, I was ready to experience freedom. And I think I felt so locked in, and with kids, and marriage, and house, and figuring out your balance in life. How do I do this? That was my first. That was my first feeling of like something is going to change. That's weird. It just came up.
0: That's crazy. Because honestly, the motorcycle accident that we had was with Frank driving again was a big turn in my life too because I was suddenly grounded with a heel that broke off and many surgeries and not being able to do what I wanted to do and I had to sit still for the first time in my life.
1: Look at that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting connectivity we have. Yeah, because I remember bringing some something- you got me like these muffins. You brought I, me these I, muffins back in Italy, lasagna or something. Uh, who knows? Back then, and I can't imagine myself making anything at this point. But you know,
0: we were fed well. That was amazing, and all these people came out of the woodwork. Wow!
1: So isn't that interesting? It is like, it, and it's doing. So, I mean, yeah, being on a motorcycle is is definitely an experience. We both encountered.
0: Yeah, I like the, well, and it it pushed us into something. So again, it just shows that there's a purpose for everything that happens, whether it's good or bad. And you
1: change and you grow no matter what. Everybody says, oh, you have to push the limits and go to the darkest of dark spots in order to change. I'm like, no, really? You could change with the simplest of things. Not necessarily. But I am glad you're still alive. I am. Oh, thank you. Yes, me too. Yeah, I'll never forget the call. I I don't, I almost remember where it was. Yeah. And they're like, Wendy and Frank. And oh my God. Yeah. It was scary. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, here we are. So, Awesomely Aimless is your email handle. And it kind of describes where you, have decided to like go and there, there was a time and I want you to share that moment that kind of changed your whole life when you're riding on John. Yeah. A lot of moments where kind of like you had the quiet time after the accident, there were some times I think where I just knew I wasn't in maybe the right place or it just wasn't feeling right. And I found coaching. Okay, so this is what it was. I remember picking up the Atlanta Journal-Constitution back when it actually was delivered and it was showed up on my doorstep. And they had an ad for empowerment coaching. And I remember looking at that and feeling like, I want to be an empowerment coach. Like, what a cool thing, because... What I needed more than anything at that particular time was to be empowered. But here, I wanted to give empowerment to other people because this is how we do life. Like, I want to help that person when really I need the help. I needed to be empowered. And so from that ad, I started to investigate different coaching programs and learned about Coaches Training Institute I remember being on the phone with them and they said something along the lines of every relationship that you're in will shift and evolve. And I was so challenged in my marriage. I was challenged with my family of origin. My youngest brother at that time was a PA and had recently learned he had MS. And so my mom had fallen apart and he was married and all those different things. So I was constantly being pulled into that. I had a small child. I was married. We were living in McDonough at this at the time. And I remember constantly having to show up for my family and it was hard and I felt disempowered. So I learned about the coaching program. I jumped into it. Once she said, like, every relationship will be changed. And from there, it evolved It within that year. And what they told me when I signed up was almost every relationship either comes together or it will fall apart. Marriages, friendships, family dynamics. And so that was interesting that they said that. But what I learned is that through the program, you get so aligned with what you stand for your values, and what you care about most in life, i.e. your values. And so as I was progressing through the program, it was seriously like peeling the onion and going back to, well, not even going back, but more of an awakening, an awareness of what I had to have in my life, what wasn't serving me, the codependence, The enabling, the investment, all these different things that were happening in my life, patterns that I was bringing over from my childhood into my marriage or what I grew up with was all becoming real. And that program really got me connected to me. And at that particular time, there was no way. And not that I didn't invite my significant other at that point, I said, jump on this this train because it's awesome. I was saying things like, where do we want to be in 20 years? What does retirement look like? What do we care about? Like all of those really important questions that we probably need to ask even before we get married. Like, how are we going to raise the kids? Where do we want to live? What do we both have in common? How are we going to do this? So I was asking those questions and was met with a lot of resistance. So right. I know there are a lot of different things we attract into our life. So I don't want to say like there aren't some real valid reasons for a a divorce or a disconnect. But in my case, it was for me to heal. He had his stuff. For me, I wanted to like, hey, come on board, let's do this. And there was not that same thinking, which I think a lot of couples go through of like, I wanna go this way. How do we do this? And that's something that I'm really intrigued with, honestly. Like, that's a whole nother conversation. But all I know at that point for me, it was like sink or swim. And I had two small kids, and to leave that, was incredibly painful. It's been 16 years now. So I've been on my own. So I've been single longer than I was married. I was married 13. And my awareness now is I had to do that to understand myself. So I I always say this and actually I, I said this like right when I got divorced is I am going to find love. I'm going to find love and I'm going to show my sons what love looks like. And in my mind at that point, it was, you know, a man and a woman, or in, in my desire was a man to to connect with and to really live life and to show my sons what that looks like. So now I say that I fell in love with myself. I took all of that time and energy. And I was in healing programs and I traveled a ton and went to Bali and did different things that every, I didn't know when I was there. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I'm going to, you know, jump into these yoga classes and do some healing, different Reiki, you name it, all sorts of healing modalities because I, wanted to understand I wanted to understand myself, and I realized that that's a big part of my journey, so everywhere I go, it is like more understanding of of what's holding me back and what I enjoy, and just really an opportunity to connect to more of me well wait wait, wait, I need to say a couple things because I knew you during all of it, and I don't think many people knew. Like
0: to the depth of what you were experiencing, where you were kind of like out on your own, figuring shit out, and your husband didn't want to play that game. So it's kind of like me and always looking for the healthiest diet or a way to live that's the healthiest and kind of just doing it on my own because nobody else wants to play. But that's just one piece. You had like the whole piece, the whole, all the pieces together because it was everything about your marriage. So from the outside looking in, it looked like real simple. It looked like Amy went and did this like coaching class and then just decided, Oh yeah, I don't like this guy anymore. And I'm just going to move out and do my own thing. But there was so much more behind it. What gave in that you have to be really courageous knowing that, you know, people were looking at like, Oh, she's lost her mind. I mean, my husband calls you crazy Amy, (laughs) but not because he thinks you're crazy
1: in, in a bad way and that's what you are in my crazy amy so crazy amy to me means out there courageous just crazy spirited but some people were thinking crazy amy in a different way honestly so what was it that made you so courageous to say yeah i'm abandoning this relationship i've got
0: two boys i'm going to just like kind of be a single mom like that I just can't even imagine how you how you pulled that off. What it why and how did you pull that off?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think I reached a point where there wasn't any option. I do believe that I wind so deeply with what I stood for. I absolutely had to have the opportunity to take my kids on trips or do things that I felt I just wasn't able to do in the marriage. It's true. I mean, I I don't I don't want to get into certain dynamics necessarily, but there are dynamics. Now I understand it a lot better than I ever did in my marriage, where there is that dynamic that a person may say things or do things that don't contribute to your best self and that is very important to be aware of so there's all sorts of terms out there and they this is sort of a platform I'm entertaining which is understanding helping people understand what gaslighting looks like what certain personalities are and how they don't add value to who you are I constantly felt and I I don't know if there's a metaphor here. Probably not. Maybe. But when I was, we were in Fayetteville living, I wanted to build a sandbox for the boys. It might have been a early. No, because they were, they were young. So I wanted to build a sandbox. I had the plans. And yes, I could have done it by myself, but it, it was little things that I just felt like I want for the good of all. It's not like I want a sandbox for myself to play around in. It was like, I want this for the kids and I want them to have the opportunity to go out and play. And there were so many reasons why not. And that I guess I was so looking for a partnership. And when I felt like I couldn't have a partnership, I knew I just needed to partner with me and do my best that I could possibly do for my kids. So it was hard, but I also was not being. I think in a marriage, it is so important to be your best self. And I see a lot, and as we're getting older, I see a lot of women just being okay with not having that partnership. And I think my thought at that point in time was, I just want to do my thing. And if I want to build a sandbox, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to do some things that maybe aren't the best or whatever, but I will learn from it. Because I don't want somebody to constantly be telling me, I can't. And I think it was that. It was that independent spirit of like, this is going to be hard. I haven't worked in many, many years. And here I am on my own, bought a house. I'm going to figure this out. And yeah, it's never easy. But I do think at the end of the day, it's about honoring Yourself and your personal growth. And if you are not doing that and you're in a partnership, I would take great strides. It took me many years, Wendy. We, you know, we went to counseling, we went to all sorts of different things to try to figure out how we could make this work. And I think at the end of the day, there's got to be a commitment to each other. And I know with women, once we're done, we're so done. Like when I hit that done spot, it was like, there is no going back. Is it about another person? I mean, sometimes it is for women, but really what it is, is we're needing so badly to reconnect to ourselves because kids take it away, marriage, trying to maintain a house and everything else that goes along with it. I think most women are in that place. And it's easy to lose track of yourself. So that's kind of a long answer to your question. But bottom line, it was. It's a good answer, Amy, because that's what happens. We get in that mode for years. And then when the kids
0: leave for school or the husband starts thinking about retirement or you're left not having to cook meals for a family anymore, right? Right. Things dramatically change when your children fly the coop that
1: a lot of women, which is why I started the podcast, don't know what, what, what's next. And then they, you know, I've had women on this podcast that didn't even know what their favorite food was anymore. Like somebody asked them, what would you like to eat? And she's like, I don't even know. I've never had to decide for myself. Right. Or what do you like to do in your spare time? Huh? I never really had You know, it's the, I don't know, but, and it's it's exactly what you're talking about. And you just like honed in a lot earlier. That's why they say the gray divorce is like huge. The numbers are gigantic for people that divorce, you know, 40, late forties, fifties up, which made no sense to me. And I've had some people on talking about that. So yeah, you're right on. And you probably, I mean, maybe prevented a divorce that was going to come eventually, anyway. It sounds like once you started figuring things out for yourself, do you think? Yes. And there are moments where I think, what to, you know, what could I have done differently to to kind of keep things together? Because you see, it's tough. It's a train wreck. It's it's a train wreck. But it it's survival. It is survival, and that's really what I felt. And honestly, Wendy, now. I'm getting a little more perspective as time goes on, but it is changing the family dynamic that I grew up in. Alcoholic father, you know, and a mom, and not that that was our situation, but I remember this, Wendy, this was huge. I was in therapy and it was either toward the end or close to the end, and my therapist sent me, any. have you heard the term enabling? And yeah, I guess I'd say more, you know, I I needed more information. He said, well, it's like this. You are are hanging from a tree, like hanging from a branch in a tree, upside down, gargling peanut butter. You have done, this is what he said, you have done everything in your power to make this marriage what it can be other than gargle peanut butter upside down in a tree, in a tree. So basically I've done everything that I could do. And then the term enabling came up and the man didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't do anything, but there were behaviors that I was enabling, just things that were not bringing the partnership together. So if you're not doing something about it or setting a boundary, which is now like big platform is like the value of boundaries saying, no, I don't want that. No, I'm not willing to do that. No, that doesn't feel good. No, you're too close to me. No, I mean, there's so many things that we grew up with in our generation that are not cool and being nice about it. That's another boundary of like. Being too nice. And I think I was in that space. So the value that women seem to discount or overlook for the sake of kids or for the sake of like, I just want this marriage to work or not even that. It's like, I just don't feel brave enough to be going out on my own and the courage that that takes. And I cried a lot. But that is not anything that I regret. Right. And then you, you did. You you didn't. You pulled the trigger and you went and bought a house and you just like started this new life, which is crazy. And I, went, you know, you made your house your home and you and then you started traveling. And there was one trip you took with the boys for an extended period of time. It was one of their first abroad trips. And I thought that was really, you enrolled them in school. And, and like,
0: I was like, this is like the craziest Amy thing ever. So tell, tell everybody what that was. Cause that was, that was huge. And I think that was one of the trips that kind of like kickstarted your, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going and learning and trying and doing all that.
1: Absolutely. And you know, what's funny. I think that was with the coaching, I was the program I was going through I started to learn about this natural healing program in Belize, and I just researched it and figured out how I could bring the kids, and it was a month long, and so the kids and I showed up. They got their little uniforms. It wasn't Spanish-speaking, so that was helpful, but they they were the the only little white boys that were good. and. So, yeah, that was a solo, that was a solo trip. Got over to Belize. We had a little apartment we shared with another student in the program. I still have a video of the guys taking showers because we just had cold water. So cold water, showers, and very simple life. And I think from that trip, you're right. Like I met this woman who uh, worked for Backroad, a great company that does a lot of traveling all over the world, and she inspired me. There was a lot of, of random people that really inspired me and just kind of kept me on target of like, there's a lot to see. And just because you have kids does not inhibit you. From doing really cool things. So we were, they were in Belize for two weeks and I stayed another two weeks and traveled throughout and did some, some diving. So yeah, it was, that was my first trip out of the gate. And then I got a job with Delta. So that created even more opportunities to travel and, and bring the kids along because they were on, they were my companions. And yeah. Okay, so you're doing these trips. You're doing some coaching, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you're learning about yourself. And then how do you end up at your mom's in Michigan? Because there was a point at your mom's where, again, the next leap for you came
0: because of steamed broccoli.
1: Yeah, Honestly, you know, at the time, I remember calling some friends in Peachtree City and like kind of crying like, what in the world? So sold my house in Peachtree City. That was another big thing. You were doing well. Why did you decide to leave? Well, it was a point in time and and I don't know that I was doing well. I was trying to figure out My sons were older in high school. I had, you know, no child support, none of that, which I don't expect at that point in time because it had been years. So I was on my own, the coaching, and I was going through a lot of the coaching with right management. So I was doing career coaching in Atlanta. That was big. And that kind of ended. Things were really kind of shutting down. and. I remember even my youngest son saying, you know, Mom, I just don't see you here. I really, it was like, the house was great. The neighborhood was great. I just wasn't, I wasn't willing any, I wasn't willing, Wendy, to drive into Atlanta, make long commute. I didn't know what I wanted, but I did know that it wasn't, it was time for me to shift. I didn't know what it looked like. I had toyed with putting my house on the market. And then finally, I just got to a point and a friend said, I'll list it for you. Let's just do this. And I said, if I don't get the price,
0: what happens? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then I, I'm not going to worry about it. So it all, that happened, which then once everything was sold. So I, I literally gave away or sold everything in my, so I left peave street city with what i could fit in my car that's it and truly i didn't really know where i was going so this is another thing people would always get curious about like how do you do that and what about money and what about a plate yeah how do you do that like there's so much stuff i'm just looking around this like room up here this loft of things i feel like i would need right right But you like stripped yourself down to the basics and realized you didn't really need any of it. No, that's, that's exactly it. And there again, Wendy, it was a process. Like I remember certain times I'd look in the house and just go, okay, I don't need this or I'm not using that clothing out, out, out. But then it got to a point where it was like, yeah, this is really, I I'm letting go of everything here. And a lot of it had to do with my practice. At that point in time, i I was doing a, a lot of meditation and a lot of my own readings. Don Miguel Ruiz is one of my favorites that I would want to highlight. The Four Agreements because it gave me a platform. Right there is so much. Even the first agreement, it's like, okay, my life has changed because the only words that come out of my mouth are positive and contributing to something. And so that was not challenging, I think, because I took the time at least five years where the kids had gone to live with dad and I was in the house alone. I ended up doing Airbnb for a little bit. I've been very resourceful, but I've never had the resources, Wendy, to just just think, oh, I'm going to travel all around. But I've done that. So I don't really know. I don't really know the method to my madness, except know what you absolutely have to have. Because Wendy, for me, it wasn't clothing. It wasn't makeup. You know, it was living very, very simple. So I could then get in my car, come to my mom's, unpack, and I think it's this. I can't say for sure, but I think I just kind of irritated my mother. After you came there, you irritated your mom? Yeah, but I wasn't here very yeah. long. But here, here is something. I think all of her life, and I guess we could interview her. She's out on the front porch. But all of her life, I think she has wanted to escape. And not that mine was an escape, but I was like, Look at this like I am leaving PG. PhD- You're a doofus, right? I was like, I want to go out west. I want to see. Do I want to live in Arizona? Do I want to live in New Mexico? Do I want to live in Utah? I want to check it all out. And that was when, yeah, I just was kind of given the opportunity to figure that out on my own because I steamed some broccoli after eight o'clock at, at night. night so you know it's not so after eight o'clock at night that that's when I did it and so that was the catalyst but not because it wasn't we always say this like it wasn't about steamed broccoli it was about you know you're doing things that I wouldn't mind doing or who knows I, I can't totally speak for that but it, were you a reminder Do you think you were a reminder of choices not made and now it's almost too late kind of thing? Yeah, very possible, very possible. So, but what that did was I I just made my way across the country. I ended up living in California for a little bit with a friend and then COVID hit and I then made my way back toward this area then i lived in georgia again for a little bit and then florida and then just recently finished a contract in yellowstone in human resources and it looks like i'll be heading back there for the winter in learning and development so amy you decide you're gonna go to montana and live in like a one room kind of i don't know like a little cabin like a dorm yeah, and how old are you? Aren't you my age, fifty six? Fifty five. Okay, you're gonna be 50- fifty. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm older in just younger, you. right? I'm gonna be fifty seven. Oh, okay. I mean, whatever, right? Well, I'm just that much older than you. Yeah. So off you go and what Montana? I mean, you sent you. If you look on Amy's Instagram, you'll see
0: some beautiful photos. And what's really interesting is. We tried to do a couple of, of course, she had no internet or anything while she was there in Yellowstone. However, I fe- when I found my birth mother, she lives in Bozeman, Montana.
1: I will meet her. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to like connect them or me go and connect them. And we all get together because Bozeman is like one of the towns you would, you would travel to on your day off. So, and you like needed a haircut and I asked Jill. You know, where should she get her hair cut? And the whole thing is really weird how that all happened. But off you go in your car, you drive, you pack whatever you need. And why? Why did you do this? So here's an interesting thing, Wendy, because every now and again, you know, while at Yellowstone, I would ask people, you know, how they ended up there. And and did they? There's a couple of websites, coolworks.com com. that's the company that I'm working for. But what happened was I was living in St. Petersburg, Florida. I went to see an author at a bookstore. And this is just, this is being in the flow. This is just realizing that you're exactly where you need to be. Don't second guess it. Don't try to make it any different. And so I met the the author... She's chatting and she also did a yoga session because her book was about yoga and her life. And so I flip over and there's a bookcase right there. And I just grabbed a book out that looked interesting. And it was about this guy who, I have the book somewhere, but basically he went through a breakup and he ended up writing about all the national parks here in the country and he took a year, and I think there was a documentary. I'll have to check on that. I can give you the source for this because this book is so good. So what happened is I ended up buying the book and I couldn't stop talking about it. It was like, oh my gosh, he's going here and going there and all the national parks and what a great thing. And and before I knew it, like at the six-month lark when while I was in St. Petersburg and I was helping seniors, I was teaching yoga. I just would always try to find work that was flexible and living with a friend. So I, all of a sudden on a Saturday, I look on my Instagram and there was a conversation. There was a live, it was Instagram. It was something live. So I look at it and it's Zantera, the company that I'm now working for, talking about how they need people for summer help. We're hiring all sorts of people. Check out our website. Here it is. So that's what I did that night. I checked out Santira's website. I applied for some really silly jobs. Like I think it was laundry. I think it might have been house. I don't know about housekeeping because that would have been tough. But bottom line, just really applied for a bunch of them. I got a text on Monday. So that was Saturday, Sunday, Monday. A text on Monday saying, would you be interested in a human resource position? And if so, reach out and we can talk. And so the rest is history. I ended up, that was the end of March. I left April 10th or April 9th and drove across the country to start the job. So, yeah, that that was a perfect example of flow. I've just I mean I was probably in some sort of yoga position. Found the book, and it shifted my life. So the big thing is I never knew there was seasonal work, Wendy. I never knew there was like jobs you could just go to for six months, and that was it was such an amazing experience to be part of. You know, you can be. There's also there's so many positions for people our age. That I'm not in retirement yet, I wish, but from like 50 to 60 to 70 to 80. So people in the the area I was working in, anywhere the age range, the demographic was 18 to 85. I kid you not. There's people running the gift shop in there that are in their 80s and vibrant. They're hiking. Their everyday was all about work of course and if not i was going to either jackson hole bozeman west yellowstone or cody for the weekend i'd get an airbnb i'd spend a night i would just hike enjoy the area and then come back and go to work and work every day was like bison out in front of the office or elk all over the place or where's the latest where are the bears today I mean, seriously, those are conversations that I just, I didn't realize I love so much. So it's really about that. I mean, I think you, you can be happy wherever you are. And that's what I have learned is that if I'm in Michigan, I'm happy. I'm hiking. I'm doing things. I'm spending time where I want to. I go to Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. There's so much to see and do. And it just is you know, wherever you go, there you are and making the best of it. So that was an awesome experience. And you just got back and you're like, I'm back. We should record now, months later. Yes, we should. Because you've been so, you're so brave and courageous and and you've learned some pretty valuable lessons. And we talked briefly about a couple. I said, well, don't ruin it. Let's talk on a podcast about some of the lessons you've learned And what you want the takeaway to be for the listeners, besides have courage, be in alignment, you know, dial into what makes you happy and see it through, right? And if you can, if you can do that with
0: someone, great. If you can't, that's okay too. Like, it's your life. You're only here for, I say this all the time, we're here for like a brief moment and we just have to make the best of it. So that when we're figuring this out at the end, when we're talking to whoever or soul reconciling, we can say, yeah, I learned what I was supposed to learn. And I gave to the people I
1: needed to give to. And I filled up as many cups as I could. And yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. I read a quote, heard a quote. and It is whatever is the hardest thing to do, do that. And I thought, okay, all right. And for me, that probably that that definitely was honoring myself and the divorce, taking care of myself because I grew up and even my mom, we still have these conversations now. We're we're at a better space now. So the conversations are like, what are you doing for self-care? And it's not about a facial. It's not about getting your hair cut or your nails done. It's about giving yourself, and this is it, Wendy, give yourself the quiet time where you are actually affirming. I always thought there for a minute, affirmations were kind of cheesy. You know, like I'm, what is it? Jack Candy on Saturday Night Live. Like, I'm worthy. But There was something to that. Mm. Right. There really, really was or is like, I'm fun and and have lots of friends or whatever. Gosh, darn it. You know, it's time. fun to be around. Fun to be with. But it is just recognizing your self-worth. And I've said to my mom, even this week, I'm like, mom, we're supposed to have conversations with ourselves as if we are our own best friend. So it's not like, oh, you idiot. Why did you do that again? Or I can't believe you went Back to that relationship when that person wasn't treating you well, you know it is such an opportunity to be gentle with yourself. I'm a big fan of mindfulness based stress reduction (MBSR). All of that is just self compassion, and I haven't made the masters. Wait, what's BSR? MBSR, mindfulness based stress reduction. Okay. The number one thing is the self compassion is that, like, you know, I'm doing the best I can in this moment. Like, looking back when I had small kids, being a single mom, and I did the best I could in that moment. And I will not regret anything. I'm not going back there, Wendy, because Life is so juicy right here and now. It's like, am I going to go back to Yellowstone? Am I going to, maybe there's, the company i work for has lots of opportunities there. They do walking tours. They do cruises. There's a place in, you know, all over the world pretty much that you can look at and get jobs that are seasonal. So there's just lots of options. And that's, I think, another thing that, I was t- saying this to my mom. Once again, I said, you know, mom, it's seeing the fence and thinking, okay, I can get over that fence. I can see different ways to like make my, my way over that fence. Or you see that fence and say, I'm not going beyond that fence. I'm not going to even a team. Yeah. So it's, it's perspective. It's a paradigm shift. It's that, like, there are other ways to think about things, and never would I have thought at 55 that I would be, like, living in a dorm this summer, but it was a nice dorm, and I had my own bed, and it's that. It's just realizing that life can be a lot of fun when you shake it up a little bit. Sometimes the shake-up is is big. It's like making a choice to not be in a partnership or to just go and do something you've never done before. What is that? And go and do it. I know it's easier said than done. And sometimes my mom and I talk about different situations where, we're like, how can that person still be with that person? But that was me too for many years until. I got the courage and the, the desire, the awareness that I can do something different and I'm going to. And I don't know what that takes, Wendy, but I, I do think it's finding your own personal peace. Would you say though that it's like realizing that you can
0: make these choices? and making them without fear, right? Of not being worried what the actual outcome is, that we're never going to know the outcome. Whether we stay where we are, or we dip our feet in the pool, or we jump all the way in. We really don't know what any of those scenarios are going to play out to be. And so having fear of
1: the unknown is kind of ridiculous because you just don't know. So why not try? If that's something that ignites you or speaks to you, why not try? You know, obviously with a plan. If it comes up, like if there's idea. Yeah, it keeps coming up. I agree. Yeah. That's kind of how you, for me, it was like the beliefs. I was interested in natural healing. What I'm intrigued with this. I want more. I open the door. If you're opening doors and if there is something holding you back and it's creating an emotion in your body, like, I am really angry or I keep doing this, but I'm not going anywhere. What is holding me back? There is that reality of family pattern of like just certain things that you are conditioned to seeing in your life. My mom handled it this way. I'm doing the same thing. So that that is one thing. But at the end of the day, I, I think the message really is is to just take the time to get to know yourself. Now that I'm 16 years in, I'm still doing that. Is it easier? Absolutely, Wendy. And I, and I think why it might be easier for me, I don't even know if easier is the best word, but I am calmer. I have a personal practice. I have the, there's a mindfulness, like, may I be safe and protected. It's a mindfulness, like a little mantra. Uh, May I be safe and protected. May I support myself on the spiritual path and others. So, of course, it's like supporting my mom. It's supporting my sons. If I am not taking care of myself, as you know, we're not good for anybody. So true. So true on so many levels. It's yeah, definitely. So lots of learning. Lots, of learning. yeah, lots of learning. What would you say the
0: biggest lesson you've learned? Like the one thing that you can say for sure that this path has led you to be on. Here, I'll give you an example. So, like, I would say that the path I've been on
1: with the podcast and meeting everybody and listening to everybody has taught me to have zero expectations in anything that happens and be fluid so
0: therefore I'm never disappointed I never have unjustified outcomes in my head I never have an emotional reaction to anything because I didn't have an expectation and it has changed my free world and my relationships with everyone
1: in my life absolutely especially my mother Yes. And expectations. And she was never going to meet them ever. And I would just be upset and just bang in my head. and a off, So, like, why am I doing that? So, that gives you an example. What,
0: how about you?
1: You know, you took mine. That's one of them. But the other I would say would be is patience. And there is a real, you know, Wendy, we want things to happen when we want them to happen, right? Like, I don't know whether it's like, I mean, there for a while, I was just like, I need a, I need consistent income. I need consistent income right now. Like when I was in Peachtree City and it wasn't coming together and like doing everything that I know to do. Yes. Okay. Be patient and listen. And oftentimes I wake up in the morning. And it will be like, Amy, just that situation that you're working on right now, let it go. Let it completely go. Don't respond to it, you know, if you want to write about it, but let it go completely. And I think patience has changed my life, really, and has, because even living in my house, I was like, I want new flooring. I want this. I want new furniture. I want whatever. And I let it go. So it's that combination. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. There is the Surrender. It's called the Surrender Experiment by Michael Stinger. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've read it. Oh, I went to his place outside of Gainesville because I just was intrigued with him. Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Florida. He's a little place. And... He's got a small little chapel. But bottom line, the surrender experiment is is truly, Wendy, the way I'm my life. I didn't have Yellowstone planned. I went and lived in the most beautiful place, in my opinion, in this country for six months. I was paid and my room and board was paid for as well. And that was not anything I could even come up with in my mind. And that's what the expert, the guru say is that you can dream, but guess what? The things that actually will happen to you in your life are things that you can't even imagine. And that's one of them, like being paid to work in Yellowstone Park. Amazing and fabulous. So yeah, surrender. Surrender with a lot of patience and just know that you're on the right track. And that does take, it takes a lot. So are you still helping people like me or second winders? Are you still
0: coaching at all because you're you're really good at that craft?
1: You know, Wendy, I appreciate you saying that. That's very kind. I felt like at Yellowstone in the human resource department, I was a coach every day. It was all sorts of things coming into the office and I don't at this particular point in my journey, I'm I'm not marketing myself as a coach. I'm not doing anything on Instagram. I have ideas occasionally of like, oh, it'd be fun to do like just if people are stuck in this area, I'd love to hear about it. How can I support you to the next step? Honestly, I haven't really, I haven't really figured out what that can look like into my future. And there again, I'm surrendering to it. And If somebody is out there and they are, hey, wow, her story resonates with me. I've always wanted to do things like that, but I don't have the courage. Do you have any tips? Call me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, I'm giving to the universe. I know I will always have what I need. and. You know, there are days where I think I'd love a little more, a couple more numbers in my bank account. But at this point in time, I'm so happy, Wendy. And I'm so fulfilled. And I trust that the universe will take care of me. And so far, so good. Been 16 years. So, ah, yeah.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. I've I've known women who, when their, their child support and al- alimony ran out, they flipped out. And you just okay, here oh, I am. Yeah. I'm going to
1: keep going. I got this. Yeah. There's a lot to learn from you, girl. There's a lot and you've done a lot. And I encourage people where, where can they reach you? Your email, right? If they have questions like, yeah, uh, you know what? I do have a website. And now that I have a couple months off in between contracts at Yellowstone, I'm going to update my website and it will be more, I'm not really sure what it's going to look like, but it is And then my email, awesomelyaimless at gmail.com. Those are two ways that they can connect. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I listen to your podcast all the way to Yellowstone and back. So I love your people. Wow. Lots of learning. And I think this is what it's about. I would love, Wendy, I could see this for you is like, Seriously, gathering all of your people and doing a retreat somewhere. Like, oh, I want to. Yeah, I want to. It's like a yes. hundred and gosh, 25 so far. Yeah. Amazing 25. women and men and the messages, you know? Yeah. I, I think life is what you make it. It so is about being positive and just trusting that you are here to learn right this this is just our big classroom I say this a lot this is just especially when like my mom will complain or my son you know it's just like this is a big classroom guys and gals and we're here to learn and let's just make it fun that that's a big thing too is having more fun I think as adults we get so like everything has to be serious and I'll tell you I am that person that comes in laughing laughing and having fun and you know what this is gonna be fun I would always say in my trainings like I will not bore you I promise and if I start to bore you we are gonna get up and do jumping jacks or go for a run or do something like no I, I this life is not we're not supposed to be bored and if you are you know, write down a couple of things that would be fun to try and take the first step. That's really what it's about. You got to push yourself out of the comfort zone. No matter what your age. Definitely. Yeah. No matter what your age. No matter what your age. Because, yeah, it's easy to get stuck. And sometimes it's a relationship. Sometimes, oh gosh, it's just conditioning. We're supposed to be a certain way. We're supposed to do things a certain way. And I say, hell to the no on that, because I didn't do the traditional thing. I mean, there are moments sometimes where I think, oh, darn, I guess maybe that'll be a next, maybe my next life where I'll have a farm with like 20 kids. And I don't know. I think that would be fun. You're doing some of that, not the 20 kids, but you've got the farm. Got the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you on a side note, being a grandmother now,
1: and I look back, we were talking about regret and stuff. And I look
0: back and I, and all I can say is, and I think you probably feel this way too, is I think a lot of people who listen to the podcast are living into their second wind belief that. Gosh, it would be really cool if we had the information we have now back then. If I didn't have expectations, say twenty years ago, thirty years ago,
1: and then you say that, but then at the same time you say, "I'm not the same person I was."
0: Like I wouldn't probably have listened to myself back then, saying that to myself. Like I don't really no, know. You're right. You're right. Really it's an interesting thought.
1: That is so beautiful, Wendy, because. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And if you're not ready, you're not ready. You're not ready to hear that message, right? So that's exactly, that's exactly it. So it And it is so connecting to ourselves that we're going to get the message when we need it. And And now, you know, you're in a different phase of life and you see how you can affect still your children still the people that are important to us and that's one thing with family you mentioned your mom it's like they bring out a certain part of you that is really has an opportunity to heal I would say heal because absolutely yeah I could go on about that but that is that is an opportunity to just like I love you exactly where you're at we so want Everyone to love us where we're at and how we are, but yet I come here. I'm with my mom now for a couple months, and it's like, Mom, you need to do this. And are you taking care of yourself? And are you doing? Yes, we love them, but it's like they've got to want it. So now I kind of take a back seat and I just do my life. And hey, some things might rub off, and maybe not. But I have no agenda and no expectation. That's it, right there. Yep. No agenda. It's factors. true. And you're happy for it. And now now you don't risk the, the getting kicked out for cooking steamed broccoli. That's exactly right. Because I'm just, I zip it. Yeah. I, That's all we going to yeah. do. How, yeah. What can I do to support you? When I worked in Delta, that was my favorite line. Like, how can I best support your travels today? So today I say, how can I best support you? What do you need? And I say that to my kids what do you need? Is there anything you need? How can I best support you? And if they're like, got it, mom, I'm good. Or my mom says, she's looking in the window right now. Anyway, she's out there guarding me. I told her, I'm like, I need some, I need my space. So anyway. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for your time today.
0: Oh, no friends getting you together. You, We've both kind uh, of gone off and thank you again for for being that person that kind of started me on the path of thinking more. I was already starting to think, but you definitely gave me a little shove.
1: That was needed, and I appreciate it. You know, that is mm. just thinking back to those moments of time. You have amazing energy. That's what I was connected to in the beginning of just your life. I'm going to do it, and I watched you do so much. Wow. So it's an honor to be here with you today because you inspired me in so many ways. Oh, thank you! Think of it, do it, and that's what Wendy does. She just does it. Yes, Head of heads. And, well, you do, and you not be shocked. And These are two different things, two different trajectories. Yes, yes. And this is what it looks like, and here's the beauty too. Wendy is, it's perfect. It's perfect for you, and it's perfect for me. I call myself semi-nomadic and i do aspire to do the conversion band and make that my like here i am in georgia and here i am here and wherever i need to be and i have my home on wheels so that is a goal if i were to have any i like that goal and
0: maybe we'll do a live one from bozeman i'll come visit you in bozeman and we'll do a live one. Oh, that would be kind of that fun would be super where we're at.
1: i would love it okay Thank you,
0: Wendy. Well, thank you, Amy, so much. I appreciate it. Until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.